Welcome back to Mad Props. I'm your host, Chris Schnabel, and we are here at episode 42. Uh, we'll get to our guest in a minute, but first, if you haven't already, make sure to go back and listen to last week's episode where I broke down the hashtag comics and courts that I've been doing on the Instagram page um, and the Twitter page. And if you want to see what I'm talking about, you go to Instagram or Twitter and look up at Mad Props Pod, and you'll find it there. Uh, we kind of broke down the courts we went to, the comic book shots we went to, and stuff like that. Um, you can also go to Schnabel Studios on Instagram or Twitter. It's S-C-H-N-A-B-E-L Studios if you want to see more about that. Um, if you want to help support the channel, head to patreon.com slash Schnabel Studios. Again, it's S-C-H-N-A-B-E-L Studios, and you can get exclusive access and more. Um, we're still building it a little bit, but your support helps us get guests. It helps us do activities and other things like that. So when we start getting more people, we can start building a little more. So that's how it's going to go. Uh, finally, uh, finally, this episode is brought to you by Muslim Backpacks. The summer's winding down and you want to get that last trip in. Well, get a Muslim Backpack to help you store all that stuff on your trip with a bunch of different sizes and colors. You'll find one that's perfect for you. And then when you head to Muslim.com and find the one you love, Use the code MADPROPS for 10% off that purchase. It helps you and helps us. So head to muzzum.com, M-U-Z-M-M.com, and find the bag you love. That, again, is M-U-Z-M-M.com. Use the code MADPROPS for 10% off. Okay. Let's start this thing. Hi, I'm Jonathan Osborne of The Six Man Show. Let's start the show. Okay, Jonathan Osborne, Sixth Man Podcast. How's it going? I love your guys' podcast. I listen to it like whenever I need my Orlando Magic uh, news. Although with the offseason coming, I know it's probably tough to get some of these. Or the offseason here, it's probably tough to get some of these out, but. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I know you're in Washington, so Paolo, you know, had the the couple of pro-ams the last couple of weekends, got into it with DeJounte Murray. Obviously, that's been all over Twitter, but yeah, this is definitely the part of the offseason where we have to squeeze every ounce of content that we can, you know, out of, out of the old uh, proverbial orange, but it, you know, it's it's fun. We enjoy the show and you know, the the regular season will be back before you know it, but I appreciate you having me, man. Excited to talk with you. Yeah, of course. And we've talked, we've talked before. I've sent you updates on Jalen Suggs as we were getting ready for last year's draft because I love your podcast. And I was just so excited for Jalen Suggs. Like I was just like, oh man, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. like you gotta, you gotta know all this information because right. I, I was one of the lucky I worked for Gonzaga while I was here, and I was one of the lucky people in 2021 to or what would be 2020, 2021 that actually got to watch those games live. Like, right. Cause no, there were no fans. And I, because I was working, I was there, I was watching these guys with no one around. It was an unreal experience by the way, but just some of this, I mean, it, it's translating a little bit defensively. It's translating offense. Obviously it's tough to translate from college to, to the NBA. So he's got to work on that. But some of the stuff he did in the court, I was just, it was just mind blowing. And I was just so excited when, when Barnes was picked four, I jumped out of my chair. I'm like, he's going to Orlando. Let's go. Yeah. It's just that was just for me, apparently, because I was a Gonzaga person, probably the only Orlando fan here at the time. <laughs> I was already an Orlando fan, but yeah, in the Northwest, you might have been the only person to, to stand up. You know, I was at the the draft party and you know at Amway in Orlando, and we, you know, even the um, the uh, announcers kind of covering the draft for ESPN, 
as Adam Silver is walking to the podium to make the fourth pick, they're like, you know, the pick here is expected to be Jalen Suggs. So we're just sitting there, you know, we were, all right, we're going to take Scotty Barnes or Jonathan Kuminga, whoever is going to be there at five. And Adam Silver comes up and with the fourth pick, the Raptors take Scotty Barnes. And then we're just like, oh my God, we're getting Jalen Suggs. Like <laughs> it was just, we, we, we thought there was no way that was going to happen. And um, yeah, just, Really impressed by what he was able to do on the floor this year. You and I talked before we started recording that the offense needs to catch up a little bit, but just such a great kid. He's a super hard worker. You saw the talent on the defensive end of the floor. I truly think he's going to put it together. I think we're going to see a much better Jalen Suggs in year two and just super excited to, to see him. Yeah, and, and he has the one thing that you can't teach, and that's that athleticism. He's just such an athlete on the court, and his defense is already translated pretty well. So it, offense you can work on. You got to figure out how can we implement him the best and then and then go from there. So right. but he's a great dude. I was actually I uh actually able to meet him when he came back. He came back to the kennel because he didn't experience the kennel, right? Which is where they play here. So he wanted to experience that. He got to experience it as a fan. He definitely had a good time. Yeah. Um but I got to meet him after that. I had my Suggs jersey on me. I got that sign. So that was nice. That's that's the only magic signature I have right now. Although I do have this that is now a part of my magic collection that I got recently. Oh, the Franz nice. Wagner rookie draft class card. Very nice. I almost forgot about it. I was like, oh yeah, I could show that too. So yeah, I've got, I mean, actually I got a few stuff. cards here myself. So um, I was on an, another magic podcast recently and they're, they're really big into cards. So like during COVID, I just like, I went crazy and these are all autos. So I've got like, oh, kind of go through that. some of these here. I don't have Shaq. Um, but and then I don't have like some of the rookies, you know, like Franz, Jalen. I was looking on eBay today, like those, you know. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like dropping 200 bucks on a on a card right now, but <laughs> eventually I have to make that happen. But yeah, I got to meet Jalen recently too. Um, uh, short after the draft, we released like a vlog um, of us kind of freaking out to being able to pick Jalen Suggs, and a couple weeks after that, he saw it and reached out to us and just to kind of show his appreciation for the way that fans reacted to that, and we've just kind of kept in touch a little bit through DMs over the season. And um, this past draft, you know, we had the number one overall pick. He DMs me like the that early afternoon was like, hey, I'm going to be at the you know the draft party tonight. Would love to meet you guys. And we're like, I mean, OK, <laughs> like Jalen Suggs wants to meet us. That's really cool. So we're in the middle of recording at Amway after the draft happens. And then we get a DM like, hey, I'm outside the locker room. So we stopped recording ran down got to meet him and i was like hey like if you want to come on the podcast like just come on upstairs with us so he's like yeah let's do it so he came up and, and recorded with us for like 20 minutes just I, I like as cool as it was to you know have him on the show i was just so impressed by how like kind he was and like down to earth was like really nice to me and the guys and my wife was with us and just a super super great kid it's it's hard not to root for a guy like that you know what i mean i'm sure you know yeah. you met him um, yeah, but just a really, really great dude. Oh, your your meeting experience was much better than mine. Mine was really <laughs> quick. Mine happened because I happened to be filming the game and he sat oh, okay. in the seat directly behind me. Like literally he was sitting behind me the whole game. So I was just like, all right, Chet Dunk, let's see his reaction. OK, back. Chet right. Dunk. So, that's so that's dope. basically what mine was. But you could tell, I mean, when when he was celebrating, he would go in with the into the um the kennel club and he'd be with right in the middle with all the students just having a blast and i mean this was um this was all-star weekend so like right. 
you know, he's just having a good time and you could just, he's just a good dude. Um, even for yeah, the short really conversations good. I've had, but even people have told me that, no, I'm like, yeah, he's a good dude. So yeah. glad he's with Orlando. Really yes. glad with that. But I mean, you were just talking about how your podcast went from, uh, from Amway in, in Orlando. So you started as this small, humble podcast. Now you're broadcasting on draft night from Amway. So tell us a little bit how you started and how you guys built to where you are now. I, I like to think that we're still humble, you know, like we've had some really great opportunities, but um, like we've just been incredibly lucky and like grateful to, for the opportunities that we've had. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been a Magic fan my entire life. Uh, a couple of seasons ago, one of my favorite Magic podcasts to listen to, um, part of the Locked On Network, not to give a plug here, but uh, <laughs> my guy, Philip Rossman Reich with Locked On Magic. My wife and I were driving home one night. We were on the interstate. We had been with some family that day, and I'm listening to the podcast. And um, it was part of the 2018-2019 season for the Magic, uh, where they were like 11 games under 500. And in the last 31 games, they go like 22-9 and nine to sneak into the playoffs. They beat Toronto game one. Toronto sweeps us the rest of the way, goes on to win the, the championship, obviously. But the I'm listening to the podcast and it ends. I'm like, man, I wish I had another you know magic podcast to listen to right now. And my wife just turned and she's like, why don't you start your own? And I was like, eh, I don't know. I, I don't know that if I'd be good at it and I don't really know how I would do it. So I called one of my childhood best friends who was another uh, magic fan at the time. And I wasn't going to do it if, if he didn't want to do it with me. So we, we started like right at the beginning of that playoff run. And, um, you know, kept it going throughout the offseason into the next season. And then uh, December of that year, he's like, hey, like, this isn't really for me. You know, I, I don't want to do it. So I tried to do it solo for a little bit. And then um, I was I, I knew I needed a, a co-host. So I found uh, Luke, who's our, our co my co-host now. Um, and he's been rocking with me about two and a half years. And then a year ago, um, our producer, uh, producer Kevin, as we call him, he came on. And you know, we're just three guys that really love the team. and. Um, you know, just like to talk about the team each week. So it's just, uh, we just keep doing it and crazy things keep happening and we're having a blast and we're, we're really happy that people like to listen. I think, I think when, how I found you guys was you either follow me or reach out to me on Twitter. And this was like right when you were first starting, probably because I tweeted a lot about Orlando and that's <laughs> somebody tweeting about Orlando. Um, but yeah, I've been listening ever since because it's the best way to get my Orlando magic. Uh, it's hard to watch. They're usually never on national TV. Um, yeah. So unless you want to get a league <laughs> pass, you're basically not watching or you can find other means, but we're not. Yeah, doing that. we we're, won't. We're we good. won't get into that. Yeah, 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 we won't get into that. We're good people <laughs> out here. So it's the best way to really keep in touch. And, and I really like and you're going to shout out locked on. We got locked on Zags out here. Shout there out to you Andy go. Patton, who does locked on Zags. That's a great job with that. That's that's really how I keep up. I mean, maybe you guys do outside of Orlando. That's how I keep up with everything. That's podcasting. It's just right. just find a podcast for everything. Even even we were talking earlier, and I mean, it's no stranger to anybody that's listened to this show before if, or watching it right now. If you could look behind me, you see all the comic book stuff. A lot of the comic book news I keep up with when I go on my runs in the morning. I throw on uh, some of my favorite podcasts, like the Midnight Boys or something. I get all my stuff in, and then I that's how I and then I just go on from there because it just good way to keep in and you can listen to it whenever you want. That's the tough part about sports radio. It's like it's right. from three to six, like that's when you can listen. And it's like, they do the podcast form, but it's just not, it's not the same. Right. It's not the same because it's very interactive where this is more like I can listen whenever, like I listen to you guys on a run and I can get my, get my updates and stuff like that. Um, so that's what I, 
that's what I really love the podcast. And, but it's amazing that you could start and go through the trials and tribulations. Like you started with one person. They don't want to do it. You try to go solo. That wasn't really working. Then you finally find your groove. How long did he say it took you there for two and a half years now? Yeah. Um, it took me probably like a month of like doing it by myself where I was like, oh man, I hate this. I either need to find somebody or I probably would have ended up quitting at some point, which is, you know, a guy don't want to keep talking about locked on magic, but Philip Rossman Reich, the guy's been doing it himself for years and I give him so much respect for that. But I just wanted it to always be like, you know, you just put your earbuds in or you're in the car and it's just like, you're talking about the magic with your buddies. And it's hard to have that as it's just kind of like this long monologue. So I started looking for a, a co-host and I interviewed a few guys. And um, right after I interviewed with Luke, like we just hit it off, um, like really had the same vision for the show. And, and I hung up and I, I just turned to my wife. I was like, I got other guys to interview, but I, I know this is the guy, you know? So we've become really good friends. Um, then our, like I said, our producer who has really just helped us take everything to the next level. He just like randomly reached out to us and was like hey i want to be a part of the show we brought him on and now both of those guys are like some of my closest friends so um yeah to me it's just you know anybody that wants to be successful even moderately successful you know in, in this space it has to be something you really love and you just have to keep at it you know like you have to even when you don't want to do it you have to find a way to do it and just kind of keep it going i think that's been our biggest thing is just always been consistency but i feel the exact same way i feel like just culture in general is shifting towards podcasts. Like um, mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a big boy meets world fan. So growing up in the nineties, <laughs> you know, that was my, my favorite show ever. And that group has recently started a, a podcast. So like they, they interview, you know, somebody that used to work on the show or was a, a character on the show. And then they'll watch, like do like a rewatch of an episode and then they'll talk about that. So when I know they're getting ready to do that, I'll go back and watch that episode and then kind of listen back with them. And it's just kind of a way to, I don't know, relive my childhood, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's so. exactly what it is. It's just common. It's just when you used to have the DVDs and you had the commentary. Right. It's yes. just a, an easier way to get the commentary. Right. Who's the first, who was the first like TV show to really do that? The one, the first big one I can think of, I guess it happened over COVID though, was when Scrubs did it with Zach Braff. And, mm. and, and I want to say, I, I, I think even before that, I think it was, um, ladies of the office like um i don't know the actress's name unfortunately but pam and angela from the office i know they've been doing it a few years ago maybe it was around the same time i'm not sure but it's definitely becoming more popular and if you're a major fan of the show like obviously you know if you're a fan of the office you've probably seen most of those episodes five or six times but it just gives you like a new perspective and then you just hear all these like little tidbits like behind the scenes things things that you would never know otherwise and I, I've just really been enjoying it. That's like my first, like, um, I guess, rewatch show of a podcast that I've listened to. But I've been listening like Bill Simmons, you know, The Ringer. They have this whole podcast that they call mm -hmm. The Rewatchables. Yeah. And they go back and rewatch like, you know, the most rewatchable movies. And that's something that I've always appreciated. So, but yeah, podcasts have like completely, you know, changed the game in terms of content. Like it's something you can do while you're on a run or, you know, while you're working, driving to work. Things have really changed for me listening to podcasts ever since COVID happened because I'm no longer driving to work. Now I mm -hmm. work from home. So I've got the kids. I'm trying to make them breakfast and you know, do all these other kinds of things. But, you know, it's it's a it's a great way to 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 kill time and kind of get you through whatever it is that you're you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't really big in the podcast either until I started to run. 
usually run like 30 minutes to an hour a day so it's a good time to kill like with the you know i I can't run i heard someone said if you can't run without headphones then you can't run yet and i'm like the people that run without headphones are psychopaths no way like there's no way i would do that like but so I, I like to listen to things while I'm running and, and I'm very picky with it though. Like you were just talking about the ringer. Uh, that's where the midnight boys is on. It's on the ringer. Okay. A lot of those guys that are on there, I think do the rewatchables. Okay. So I think Charles Holmes might be on there and I can't, I don't know everybody's name. I don't remember uh, everybody's name. Yeah. It's a, I know Van like Lathan's a lot of probably uh, on there. Van, Van I know Lathan's he's done a, a few, one. but um, I know there's been a lot of with like Chris Ryan, um, Oh, I can't think of the other guys. Yeah, I can't name think of his names like, either. Really, so. really big into films. I know Mallory, Mallory Rubin does a lot, but yeah, yeah I listen I'm, to I'm right there too. with you. If I'm yeah. if I'm running, I've got to have music or or something yeah, in the headphones. I can't. Yeah, that's strange. What kind of what kind of psychopath wants to run without? It? It's like I just love running so that's much. That's a running like, purist. I, I they're like yeah, yeah they're I don't gatekeeping like running. running. I don't like running. I like no. running because it clears my head. But like while right. I'm running, I don't want to think about running. I want to think about right. anything, anything else. else. I want to think about the Orlando Magic. I want to think about Spider-Man. I want to anything right. that could take me out of that realm. I actually, I I usually, I've been running time now. I used to do miles. I used to, when I did miles, like make sure I had my route down because I used right. to zone out so much that if I was going somewhere I didn't know, I thought I would get like hit by a car because I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so I was like, this is my route. I stick to the route. I could do it in my sleep. But now that I run right. the other way, I'm like, I just have to run trails. Don't run roads. <laughs> right. Just yeah. Be careful. Yeah. You just be careful while you're running. But that's how I really got into it. And I, like I said, I've listened to your guys and, and that's where I learned about the Apollo. Actually, that's where I learned about the Apollo. Um, Dejounte um, drama. Yeah, drama and i was so upset because i was planning on going to that i was oh like planning gosh. i was like i'll go see my friend avion i'll just head out to seattle for a little bit then i'll go down i think it was in tacoma i'll go down to yeah. tacoma and i'll go to that and i was planning on going to it and i didn't and then that happened i'm like that would have been so cool yeah that would just been so cool to see but I could see it on TV with the rest of it, or on Twitter with everybody else. Yeah, Not even on TV. I could see it on Twitter with everybody right. else, or Instagram, or whatever he posted it on. So, so as you guys were building a little bit, you're building your podcast and stuff like that. What were some of the most successful things you guys did to really build to what you've kind of become now? Honestly, I wish I wish I could take credit for it. Um, it's just for us, it feels like it's been just a, a like a massive blessing or like a, a stroke of of dumb luck. I mean, one of the the first things that I think really was able to give us some credibility is uh, Dante Marcatelli, who is the like the he does the pregame, the halftime, and the postgame stuff for the Orlando Magic, and he's their like sideline reporter. Um, not long after we started the podcast, my wife and I uh, went to a, a Magic game, and we park in the the Geico garage right outside of Amway, and I'm sitting in my car. My wife is just kind of getting her things together. We're getting ready to get out. And this car parks right next to us. It's a complete, the, the parking lot was empty. So the, it, it, they could have parked anywhere. And I look over and I look at my wife. I'm like, that's freaking Dante Marcatelli. Like that's, that's the guy right there. So we're getting out of the car the exact same time. I just say, Hey, you know, I'm a really big fan of yours. My best friend and I just started a podcast. You know, we would love it if you would come on the show sometime. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Gave me his email address. He came on the show. So uh, people saw he came on the show that gave us a little bit of credibility. Mm-hmm. And then um, I want to say um, like w- in the middle of COVID, I started just like direct messaging all of the magic players because I'm like, these guys are just sitting at home, you know, like the rest of us at this point, not much else to do. 
And I, I direct messaged Jonathan Isaac and I was like, Hey man, you know, would love to have you on the show. Um, you know, he's a, a big guy that's in the faith, you know, I'm a Christian. So we kind of had that in, in common. So I was like, Hey, we would love to have you on talk some Orlando magic, talk about your faith. And he's like, let's do it. I was like, I can't believe this is happening, but yeah, we're going to have Jonathan Isaac on the show. And that was just like another, like after we just did that, you know, got a couple of big names on the show. And again, just the thing for me was just always consistency. So at first we were just releasing episodes on Monday. Um, now for the last year, it's been Mondays and Thursdays. And I tell the guys like, no matter what happens come hell or high water, we're going to put an episode out on Monday and Thursday. I have a, a great, very supportive wife and a very supportive family. And at this point, kind of everyone understands like if I can't do something, it's because I've got to get an episode out Monday. I've got to get an episode out Thursday. And I've been very lucky to find two guys to kind of come along me and, and work on this podcast that have very much really done the same. So um, essentially, I schedule my life around the Orlando Magic and the podcast. <laughs> and um, I just feel like the consistency, but also just like our passion. And um, I guess I've always had somewhat of a talent for talking, um, which I guess helps in this space. So I just on a I, podcast? I really don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, who, who would have thought? So um, I really don't know what to attribute it to, like the successes that we've had in the last couple of months. I just I honestly still don't know how it happened, but super grateful and just having fun, you know, just uh, enjoying the ride. It's the grind and the hustle and everything like that. I tell people so I, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of younger people like they're probably in their 20s now, but they're like in their teens. And that's when everybody was getting Instagram famous or TikTok famous and stuff like that. And like, how can I do that? And I was like, well, the easiest way to really do not the easiest way, but the best way to do it is to find something you're really passionate about and not care if it blows up. Right. Like that's the way to do it, because if you care that it blows up, you're going to be pushing so hard into trends of this and, and really pushing into that. But if you just do something that you love, people will eventually find it and, and start following you and they see your passion for it. And that's why they want to follow you. Like if you were doing an Orlando Magic podcast, but you were a Dallas Mavericks fan, but you knew like, right. oh, there's a there's a market there. There's only one podcast like people would right. know pretty quickly like, oh, this person's just full of it. He's just trying to get it. So that's I think what you're saying. Everything you're saying is leading to that. You were very passionate about it. And I like the consistency. Sometimes when you're doing a podcast, it's so hard to find somebody that can be there and want yeah. the same results you want. Not the same results, but put in the same work that you're trying to put in to do something. So to find that, that's that's heaven sent right there. That really is because it's yeah. very tough to do. Honestly, it really is. It, it just seems like um, you know, every every time I've needed to like fill a role on our team, like you know, we've got a couple of writers that you know work with us now and we just brought on like a, a social video producer to help just kind of take our social media presence to the next level. So like, you know, I was looking for a co-host and I found a guy who was perfect for the role. And then we are kind of plateauing in our growth and um, just the quality of our content. And then this guy, Kevin, just like reaches out and is like, hey, I would love to be a part of it. And we just kind of like found a perfect role for him and he fits right in. We were looking for a social video producer and the guy like literally has blown our expectations out of the water, not to plug our our stuff, but like he's Please taking do. our Instagram reels to just a, a totally like we just had one that hit like 20k views in like the first 24 hours which for a lot of people isn't a big deal but for us you know our highest reel was like a thousand views or something like that and we're we're refreshing it the other morning and it's like every minute it's going up by a thousand views we're like what the heck is happening and um 
yeah, like I would love to be able to take all the credit for like the success that we've had to this point, but I'm just like, I'm waiting for the house of cards to fall down. I'm like, what, whatever is going on, I'm just enjoying the ride, having fun. And we'll kind of, we'll see what happens, you know, but I love the team and just going to talk about it as long as people will listen. So, yeah, no, and you're, you guys are doing it so correct. I mean, you could, by the way, plug away. Don't, you know, <laughs> I don't want to plug. Uh, where can they find what you're, what you're talking about here? We'll do this yeah. again later, but yeah, I mean, you can find us everywhere on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at sixth man show. You can find us, um, on YouTube, um, youtube.com slash the sixth man show. Uh, basically anywhere you are, uh, you type in the sixth man show and, Something of ours, like, well, you might have to scroll a little bit, but, you know, it'll it'll show up. It'll be there. <laughs> and if I remember, right, it's sixth man show spelt out. It's not six T-H. Right. S-I-S-T-H. Yeah. Yeah. Just exactly. because I, I want to make sure that's there. So if people write, you know, the six and the T-H or something like that, they're like, where is it? It's, right. Yeah. It's all yeah. spelt out. And that's where you can find Correct. it. Correct. That is definitely something you want to check out. So, all right. I think that's I think that's enough with the magic for now. Is that good? That's or do you want right. these 45 no, that's questions good. I have? No, no, okay. no. I mean, hey, whatever you want to do, I'm <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for it. Um, so I did see something and you said you're from in the pre, I think you said you're, you grew up in Florida. Are you from Florida? So I was born in New Jersey. Um, okay. that's you know, where my, my parents mate and met and, uh, you know, conceived Both. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they, uh, left, uh, New Jersey when I was real little, moved to North Carolina and they're like, this place is every bit as cold as New Jersey. We didn't move far enough <laughs> South. So they moved here to Florida. Uh, we've been, um, in like the, like a little bit North of Tampa for the last, uh, like 26 years. And, um, you know, when I started getting into basketball around like 10 or 11 years old, um, it was right as Tracy McGrady was kind of leaving Orlando. So mm-hmm. Tracy McGrady is, is really the reason that I fell in love with basketball. And then a few months into that, you know, he gets traded to the Houston Rockets. So I remember crying that day and I didn't have a Tracy McGrady Jersey at the time. So I begged my mom, I'm like, we have to go to the mall today and get an Orlando Magic Tracy McGrady jersey, or they just might be gone forever. So drove that day, got the Tracy McGrady jersey, and yeah, I've been a been a fan since. But uh, but yeah, uh, lived in Florida uh, basically my entire life, and uh, yeah, we've got some crazy folks here, but I love it. <laughs> but that's where your fandom of the Giants and Yankees comes from, is being yeah. from New Jersey. Yeah. So um, my my oldest brother, um, you know, I just kind of followed in his footsteps for the most part. So he grew up in New Jersey uh, and the Giants, you know, people don't know this, but the Giants actually play in New Jersey. All right. It's very <laughs> convenient. Yeah. In, in the Meadowlands and, and the at, at MetLife and the Jets. Correct. You know, it's still the Jets used to play in Giants Stadium, but, you know, we, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so um, yeah, my brother grew up a, a, a Giants fan. Uh, he's a Mets fan. I don't really know how it turned into Yankees for me, but I just loved Derek Jeter as a kid. And mm-hmm. um, he also grew up a, a Michael Jordan fan, so he loved the North Carolina Tar Heels, so I'm a Tar Heels fan. And then um, even in New Jersey growing up, he was a massive Shaq fan. So when Shaq got drafted to the Magic, uh, he was a, a massive Magic fan. So even before I moved here to, to New Jersey, there was Orlando Magic fandom in my blood. And then them being the the closest team when I fell in love with basketball, I was like, all right. So, yeah, it's the Giants, the Yankees, the Tar Heels and the Magic, the the Lightning. Um, I'm starting to get into like Australian football. Uh, our, okay. our new social video producer, he's he's from Australia. So I'm like, all right, you know, I can I can check this out. So 
Uh, I'm getting into the Richmond Tigers. Uh, that's the okay. Australian football team. Have you ever checked out? They call I know, it footy yeah. in Australia. Know, yeah, it's the pretty Australian sick. Rules football. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It really is. We actually we watched it when I was young. I don't even. Oh, remember. really? I I might have been. 14 or 15 at the time we saw a video on aussie rules football and like uh -huh. we started following the sydney team for a while I, okay. I obviously it faded out over time because i don't remember what the team was right. called but like <laughs> we were we were following them for a while we would play like aussie rules football oh that's sick so yeah i know exactly what you're talking about it's crazy yeah it, i hadn't like honestly I, I had heard the term footy before but when they said australian football like i just for whatever reason thought it was still soccer so i was like mm -hmm. isn't that soccer and the kid's like no, it's not. It's not soccer at all. So I started to look into it. And I'm like, oh, this sport's got to be like relatively new. And it's like 100 years old. It's the biggest sport in Australia. They have stadiums of like 100 plus thousand people there. So starting to get into that. But it, it's it's definitely pretty interesting. Yeah, it's always fun to get into a new sport um, because like as much as I love like baseball is my favorite sport and football and basketball. Like when you find that sport that you haven't really followed before, it's like, it's like that new feeling again. It's just right. so nice to have that happened with me last year at tennis. I worked the U S open in Queens and I was not a tennis oh, wow. fan really at all. I knew, you know, the Nadal's and the Federer's and the Serena's. Right. And then I worked it and I had the greatest experience of my life. And I was like, this is amazing and now i play that's it all the time like my girlfriend really? and i literally got lessons and play it now constantly oh, wow. like all that's the time. awesome yeah i have i have a great story from the us open that that you'll probably enjoy because you're a big sports yeah, guy so um emma Raducanu, who won the women's side last year right okay she was a qualifier so my job was uh player escort i escorted the players to the courts and from the courts so i walked the players all the time and i actually I, I walked her from into the court as a qualifier uh, all the way through qualifiers. It's just by happenstance. Right. And then the first two rounds, I walked her to and from the court and we, we would talk and she was really nice. She's, she was really cool and stuff like that. And then uh, after she won, I think it was the second round. She was like, you, you now need to be my personal escort for all these places because like wow. I keep winning. I, I literally walked her in and back every single match all the way through including like the like through the championship like i walked there all the way through wow to winning the championship and i'm like i don't know if i should ever go back and work this ever again like this is like right. a story I, it's not next year is gonna Never be disappointing because yeah. that's not happening again right but yeah so it was just such a cool i had two cool experiences like that another one was janik sinner who is uh i think he's the a german player he's like he's pretty he's pretty i think he's a top 10 player okay he uh he won his match. So if you've never been to the US Open, for anybody listening or for yourself, I definitely you haven't I been, haven't, but it sounds awesome. Okay. So there's there's 17 courts in three Jeez. stadiums. Uh court 17 is a stadium. Uh, and then there's Louis Armstrong Stadium, which Louis Armstrong Stadium is called that because Louis Armstrong always used to perform at the US Open. We were so confused, okay. like, why is this trumpet right. player yeah. <laughs> the name of it? And then there's uh the Billie Jean King, which is the main that's that's where you see the the main matches go so scenario was on like court 10 or so the the courts that are not stadiums are literally like one two three like they're lined up three in a row all of them right so he was on like court six or something like that which was the end of a three and he's a he's hugely popular in tennis so he just won and i was supposed to bring him back so i'm on the court and i'm talking with him he's signing autographs because they're all super nice about that he's signing autographs and he has this crowd and i'm telling you you can't fit 100 people in this spot 
there was like 1500 people crammed into the spot and this oh is where we had gosh. to leave from so i'm talking with him like like what do you want to do like i guess he's like i need to get out of here like right. i want to go so he's like i was like what do you want to do like he's like i don't know i was like what we can do is you keep signing i'll walk to the other side when you're done we'll hop this fence and we'll go like oh we'll just gosh. go Right. So he he's like, OK. And I was like, you give me the nod. I will be I will go to the other side of the fence. I'll help you over. We'll go. Right. So he gives me the nod. We both jump over and he's trying to go to the player's gym. So we're going. We're like walking with a fast pace. This he this crowd of people start chasing no this way. man. Oh, so I'm like, OK, we got to go. Like we have to go. He's like, we have to go. And like so we start we start at a full sprint going to the players courts and mine's right. on the other side. So like we have to go all the way across. It was like it was like the Beatles just came to America. They were chasing That's this man, incredible. like looking for autographs and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm running. I'm trying to get him to the players, the, the players uh, lounge because he has nowhere he's going. I turn around and he's like, like, you know, taking his time. I'm like, you told me to run. You better pick right. it up. Like, yeah, <laughs> you need to go. Like, I didn't just start yeah. running. For, they're not chasing me. Like, right. They don't want my autograph. So I, I sprinted with this man all the way to the players, to the players lounge. So there, there's hilarious. a lot of fun stories to come out of that. So good thing you're a runner because you got like, yeah. you know, well, it prepared I, you for that. I was that was the beginning of my running time. Oh, OK, so I, yeah. I, I only became a runner, I guess, yeah, last year. I actually got into exercise and running because I used to weigh 400 pounds. I was what? Four, I was. Yeah. Wow, yeah. man. Isn't good that crazy you. to think? That's like, awesome. okay, like, how do you feel? No way. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Like I right. play basketball a lot more now. It just feels right. better. I can actually do That's things, awesome, man. I don't have Good the big you. guy post move any like the big guy. You know, if you're a big guy, you back. Hey, you down. still got the moves. You still got the moves. Well, you know well, what I mean? it, but it, you can now, do a little bit more than that. If you ever played with a really, a really big guy, right? A really, a really big guy. What, what do they do? They back you down because they're so big. They can back you oh, down. Yeah. There's so much weight. But then you can't do anything because you're not athletic enough to go up on them because like they're you're big you're heavy you can't get up there you can do a fake move and hope they fall for it but if they don't then you kind of just need to pass out so what does every big guy do they do the turnaround fadeaway that right. hits off the, the backboard and hits <laughs> off the rim and goes off so that was my move because i was a big guy i wasn't really good at right. basketball i didn't really start playing basketball until two years ago okay so like i i wouldn't i played but not like i play now like i, right. I told you in the pre i'm going out and and after this to go play basketball like right. that's where it's gotten to in my life but that was my move. It was to shoot threes because I wasn't athletic right. enough to get around anybody and to do the big guy uh, post fadeaway. And right. now I actually like it was nice that I shot threes because my three point shot is like it can be pretty legit when it's on. But like right. now I can actually do things like drive to the rim or yeah. play defense and yeah. stuff like that. That's awesome, so, man. Good for you. And that way it's yeah, it was it was a journey for a while there. It actually started. I, I, I have almost give props to, I, you know, I don't like COVID, but it helped me lose the weight because right. I had nothing to do just like everybody else. So what did I right. put my time with? It was losing all that weight. So Dude, it's been nice. I was awesome. 400 for you and everybody else. I was 400. I am now 215. That's almost awesome, 200 dude. pounds have been that's gone crazy. off his body. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. I commend you. That is awesome. You know, well, the craziest part is I lost, I lost the first hundred pounds in five months. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I was working out like six or seven times a day and wow. like eating so well. I don't know. It's just, you didn't have anything it was else a whole to do. thing. It was I whole, mean, yeah. you could, it's well, like watch this, Tiger King for the fifth time or like, go ahead. I only watched that out, once. You know? I'm kidding. I, I yeah. Am, listen, Tiger King, let's, let's get into it here. I am so, I, I, I study film, I watch films and I like to research these things. I love, like, remember um, uh, Making a Murderer? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So have you ever researched it after watching it? 
Um, like How, vaguely, not not so, in, in 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 like incredible depth or anything. So, do I have to say spoiler alert for this because it's been out? No, for like it's been five years. years. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> so he he gets you know he gets arrested and everything, and everyone's like, "What? How?" Like because it's it's what they call a swing film where there's not as much evidence piled up against him in the film because they want him to be in the film. They want him to talk right. in the film, so they're not going to make him look guilty. If you research it for five seconds, he's clearly guilty. <laughs> like. Wow. His DNA is all over the car. Really? Like, it says like there's saliva on the I want him to be innocent. Now, there's blood all, on this. The I'm myth sorry is to ruin it for me. I, no, I'm, I'm sorry kidding. to ruin it, but I, I I would rather you know that he actually murdered people. Right. And you hope it I had murder. You know, I had a sneaking suspicion that he was you know guilty because of the fact that he's you know in prison. Um, yeah, that's true. But but yeah, the, the film definitely does a good job in 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 like suspending your disbelief. Yeah. And Tiger yeah. King does the same thing. I mean, they they definitely push more in the direction at the end, like like no, he he could be a dirtbag, but like right the way they try to frame these people, like I Carol Baskins, I think was one of them. They try yeah. to like like it's still I read a lot of stuff. It still could be interpreted however you want, but they make it like no, she definitely did it. She oh, yeah. she murdered definitely, her husband. Definitely fed <laughs> like, him to tigers. Yeah. Yeah. She fed him the tigers. And yeah. it was mysterious circumstances, but I don't it wasn't like I don't think it was fed to tigers. It was uh, right. It's it's those types of things. Like I'll watch them and I'm like, I'm not watching that again. It's no, like watching the reality right. shows and stuff like that. My my girlfriend and our roommate watched um the Tinder Swindler. No, have you heard of that gosh. one? I the have. Tinder I have Swindler. not seen it. No, I have it's, not seen it. They like it's all the girls that that this guy has has screwed over all right. come on and talk about how it happened, but they don't get his side at all. Not one quote from the guy. And then if you research it, it's because like he didn't do any. He, he's a he's a piece of garbage. Like he definitely right. took money from these women, but he didn't do right. anything wrong. He just be like, "Hey, can I borrow money?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." Like, right? Oh that's what gosh. he did. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, so it's like, yeah, that's terrible. But like, you can't sue him for it. It's not illegal. Right. You gave you literally gave him the money. Like, yeah, he wasn't this rich person. Like he acted like he was, but he became rich because everybody started giving him money. Hey, he's a con so, man. That's that's the that's my opinion on the swing films. I don't know if you want to jump in on any opinions on that. No, I was just gonna I say like tough ones. Yeah, right. No, had it been for COVID, like I probably never would have sat down and watched, you know, Tiger King. It was just like the documentary of the moment everyone was, you know, talking about it and all my friends were talking about it and everything like that. But no, I, I you know, I'm not really big into um like too much TV. Like I know you're big into comics. Um, yeah. if I'm not like during the off season is when, you know, I have the ability to kind of dabble in some other things. So I'll, I'll be like into to video games. I like my MMOs, you know, like world of Warcraft, final fantasy. Mm -hmm. People are going to find out that I'm a nerd on this, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> Hey, you're on the right podcast. For yeah, that. perfect. You're I've also right like recently, like the last year or so started to get more into anime. So I watched all of Naruto, um, Attack on Titan. I just finished the first season of Demon Slayer. I don't know if you're an anime guy, but um, it's it's never. I've never been no? able to get into it. I know all about them because right. another podcast I'm a part of. My co-host loves anime because right. I I know all the ones you're naming. I know those are all like the mainstream ones right now. Right. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time before you start watching the one about beach volleyball or something like that. Oh my like, god! I don't know about it's that. Man. <laughs> no, like listen. It's crazy. Like when some when they brought that up, they're like, "You have to." I can't remember the name of it. Like you have to watch it. And the person I was with, like, "Yo, that is really good." I'm like, 
Oh my There's gosh. two people telling me to watch an anime about beach volleyball. Yeah, strange. <laughs> like, what is happening? But yeah, I and then I heard on a different podcast I was listening to, it's one of their favorite animes. So I'm like, it must be pretty good. Like, this is not like uh, they found this on on online or something like this is must be right. a pretty good one so that's right, pretty keep funny. going sorry i cut you off there. no no i was just gonna say like i i literally have a list of like 15 different anime in my phone that i like need to get to eventually but um yeah i mean we have 50 53 days i think from this point until um like preseason starts from for the orlando magic and then you know watching three or four games a week and recording two podcasts and trying to spend time with the family it's like all of a sudden then my free time is just gone so like as soon as like this time, you know, with the, with the magic, uh, the way they've been the last few years by April, you know, the playoffs are starting and the magic season is over. So then it's like, <laughs> all right, now I have six months of like video games and anime and just all these other things that I'm into. And then the other six months of the year, it's consumed by the Orlando magic. So that's basically my entire life. Like my wife, my kids, Orlando magic, and then like all of my nerd hobbies in the off season. Yeah, see, I don't have to worry about an off season, so my nerd hobbies are constant. That's awesome. Out there, I'm, I actually on our on our Instagram page at Mad Props or my personal one at Chris Schnabel on Instagram. You can see we I started so forever. What I do when I go somewhere is I play basketball there. Now that I play a lot of basketball, and I go to the comic book shop. Nice. So. I was told like, why don't you just start posting that? Like, why don't you document it? And I'm like, right. that's a good idea. I should document it. So now I made it part of this to kind of get more content for ourselves out there. Comics and courts. And that's oh, just cool. what I've, yeah. So we go to a comic I shop, like I kind of review it, go to a basketball court. I review it. I'm actually going to Florida next week and I'm going to do, I think I want to do one in Tampa and I want to do one in Orlando. Cause I'll be in both. I'll be in Orlando for one day and I'll be in Tampa for the rest. When of are it, you so. going to be in Tampa? uh i'm leaving on i get there on the 15th and they were there until the 20th you're there until the 20th well i mean i don't have a ton going on i'm not too far from tampa so let's get hooping maybe we may get hooping i can tell you it's been a while since i've hooped i've first of all just like working from home and just like (laughs) not exercising regularly the cardio is horrible I've got like two or three herniated discs in my back from uh, car accidents. <laughs> oh, I've no. got like uh, just like chronic Achilles tendonitis in one of my. So I might come out there and pop my Achilles. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can make that happen. I'm probably about 40 minutes away from Tampa. But depending yeah. on where you are, like if you're in South Tampa, definitely probably be able to make it work. If you're in more North Tampa, I don't know. You give me the details and, and we'll try, to, we'll try to work it out. It's been if a while. If anybody so wants to join, too bad. Yeah like too bad. Oh. <laughs> we're not going to tell you where we are i thought you were going to throw the invite out no. there but no i'm no, good with yeah, that everybody can be invited but let's throw the invite where the court is not where everybody's house is yeah like, definitely not my house meet you're, us yeah, at you're not 137 yeah yeah no let's not do that no definitely but just not. keep keep an eye on the, the social pages and we'll put where the court we're going to and, and we'll right. go like that but i will definitely be hitting a court i actually saw one in tampa oh, i don't remember the name of it it's on my phone which is being used right now but um it was right on the water in Tampa. And wow. I was like, this is sick. I actually, we went to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho recently. Um, can only do one there because there's only one comic book shop. That's always the tough part. Like I can find 50 basketball courts. Right. Like there's so many, there's only so many comic book shops. And actually we did one in Buffalo, New York recently. And <laughs> I went, I did the the thing. I posted it and I was talking to the guy and I'm like, yeah, this place is great. He's like, yeah, we're closing Saturday. I'm like, what? oh my gosh. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. I was like, so they're they're gone it's called collectors in r.i.p to collectors in 
Wow. But and they were great. I went up, I got I got all my comics and they were cheap. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like sure. I got all these comics for cheap, man. You're, you're like the greatest comic shop I've ever been to. He's like, Yeah, we're going right. out of business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. You're so so how do you how do you plan those trips? Like, are you gonna be there anyway? Or are you like yeah. seeking out? Okay. No, I'm gotcha. gonna be there anyway. Um, you know, maybe, maybe if uh something happens with it i'll start planning it but like right it's kind of it's hot it's just what you were talking about before it's just a hobby that i've been doing i literally do it anyway like right whether it's posted to instagram or not if i go to a city if you know i'm in a city i've gone to the basketball court and i've gone to the comic book shop already right. and i've taken pictures at both so like right it's, i that's what i always do anyway i meant to, so the first time i was gonna do it was in portland but i didn't take enough i didn't take any pictures i just went and i forgot about it i'm like oh yeah i was right. supposed to take pictures so i could do something about that but ever since then i always make sure i have a couple things that i can post on and again anybody that's looking for that mad props pod like i'm plugging myself on my own hey, podcast look at this do it bro look I at this it. it's podcast inception just going all how, in. how do yeah. you um or, or do you have uh the comic shop that you're going to in the tampa area already i have a couple written down I don't know the names. There's of any one. Of them. It's this might ring a bell. Emerald, Emerald something or other. I think it might Emerald. be closer to St. Pete. Um, but that's that's one of the bigger ones that I know of. And then there's a there's a Yancey Street Comics somewhere Yancey in Hillsborough County. Very familiar. I don't remember yeah. any of the names of them. I don't even remember where in Tampa I'm going. I just know oh, okay. I'm going to well, Tampa. Yeah. So, right. Like, right. I know I'm by the airport by 30 minutes or something. So, okay. but that could be 30 minutes in yeah, any could direction. Be, you could literally be anywhere in Tampa. So um, I know in Orlando, I'll, I'll be a little, I'll be away from the city more, but I think I'm going to go because I'm going to see a friend there too. I think I'm going to go and into the city and find some good ones there. I think he was right. telling me about this comic shop. It's a, it's comics. What do you say? It's like comics, guns and something else. I'm like, that sounds so Florida. I might have yeah. to go to yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. We sell comics guns and alligators yeah there's something in. like that yeah it was right like, you want to hear something funny i just made me think of that because when you go to florida there's always the alligators in the gift shop we went right. to go get pre-tsa checked the other day and there was a gift shop in this pre-tsa <laughs> check place it was like a it was like a um a post office with a gift shop i'm like what like yeah i guess you got to make money That's somehow strange. people aren't yeah, sending letters so. anymore hustle yeah, you gotta get that hustle. And it was all you know, it was all that same stuff you'd see in any yeah, with the, like the 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 keychains with the names on them and yeah, all that. Chains, yeah, the names or like the big plaques that say something inspiring. There was another one right. I Snapchat a bunch of people. It was like, I'm a woman that loves football and is in love with Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, who in Spokane, yeah. Washington is buying this? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, very strange. This is a strange one to have. Like, where do you get your inventory from? Do you get it right. from Kansas City or like yeah. But I just because I thought you said the Gators and and it made me think like, oh, yeah, there's a gift shop and a post office in Spokane, right. Washington. So <laughs> That's Spokane, incredible. you need a gift to go to the post office, I guess. But but actually, Spokane's been a great place for the basketball because it's such a big basketball city, obviously, with Gonzaga right. being here. There's almost a court on every block. So it's like that's sick. Pick your poison and go. I mean, I had to had to do one in the kennel, which is yet to be, be posted. It oh, will be posted okay. soon. Had to do one in Riverfront because that's like where that's the big one. That's the big hub where like at six oh, o'clock really? you go there. That's where everybody is. That's where they'll do runs starting at five thirty, six o'clock. It'll go all the way to like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Wow. Because it's lit, it's a lit um, 
right at two courts that are lit up so they'll just be doing runs all night it's so great so i had to make sure i get those but then like after that like you can choose almost any court you want they've all been repainted they all have good nets for the most part they're all like they're all about the same because hoop fest which is a big tournament here which it's unbelievable to go if you ever want Don't they you do love, that like in the streets right yeah they do yeah um, i've seen that if you if you love basketball like so there's a lot of stuff hyped up in spokane and you're just like oh that's cool and then you get to it and you're like oh this is just like anywhere else i would go but hoop fest was really cool it was unbelievable there's like 300 courts they're all throughout the streets of downtown crazy. and every single court is a different bracket so there's like 300 brackets Wow. And then there's the elites where you see like the former Gonzaga players and you'll see like former NBA players and stuff like right. that. And that, and then you have like, then you'll have all the way to like 12 year olds playing wow. like 12 year old casual, like just, I love awful. It. That's where I would have been playing. Oh my when I was 12 Cause I shot off the top of the backboard. Like that's where yeah. I would be, but it's for everybody. <laughs> it's right. It was really cool. I did not sign up for us. I, I was supposed to be away that weekend. But I did go to my friend's match, and then he had to work for one of his later matches. So I was him for a day. Don't tell oh, anybody. Awesome. I, so I got to play in one game as my friend. I won't say his name. I won't call him out on here because I don't think you're supposed to do that. I'm sure he wants right. to play again. But yeah. Um. So I did get to play in a game. It was really cool. It's funny because like you'll get a good court, nice, nice piece of nice piece of gravel, and then you'll get the court that's on the side of the street that's like this. So oh like, yeah, either shooting Real uphill nice. or shooting downhill. Right. But it was really cool. It was a cool thing. You could just walk through it all day. Um, you can go to the elites, watch some really good basketball. You can walk all downtown. It's on the other side by this place called the podium. So there's that's an indoor track place. Oh, okay. And then there's Spokane Arena, which is the arena there. And you can walk all down there. It's all down. It's just it's something if you really love basketball and you want a different experience of it. It's, right. And I don't even go to watch, like sign up. It's like 200 bucks. Like, oh, wow. 200 bucks. You're guaranteed like five games. So right. it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's 3v3 not too bad basketball. At all. So what would you say is, Fest. what would you say is like the, the, like the coolest court that you've been to? Coolest court I've been to here, uh, other than the, no, kennel, just like anywhere, like anywhere, oh, anywhere. So it's, yeah. it's pretty young right now. Um, so there's, I'm still building the courts. I mean, the one in, I did Buff State in Buffalo. My friend works at Buffalo State. That was pretty nice, but it's just like a, a rec gym. Um, right. The one in Syracuse was terrible. Like it was, it was a cage one, so that's pretty oh, cool. Single rimmed, cool. which is pretty cool. Right. There's glass all over the place. Oh my, yeah, <laughs> that's like, not good. Yeah, that's not good. But it was like yeah. if it was cleaned up, it was it had a caged one. Just then bring it a two, broom. You know, yeah, just sweep it sweep up. up. Yeah. Like yeah, well, you want me to cut your weeds too? While I'm at it. How about yeah. water the grass? <laughs> you want me to do all that too, guys? <laughs> so i actually wanted to do it at syracuse i was just gonna walk into the carrier dome and do it just right i've i've learned that if you just do something until somebody says get out you're right you should be all right so i was just gonna walk in and yeah. uh that's not good advice don't go by that um yeah. so so i was gonna walk but they were doing construction so i couldn't oh, walk okay. into the carrier dome so but um that one sucked but the one i did one in my hometown it was okay i'm trying to think i'm going through them all sorry let's see no, I, I don't know if you follow um Worldwide Wob on Twitter. Worldwide but every Wob. now and then people will um yeah, he he's he's like a big um like NBA Twitter personality, he's a, a really big Knicks fan. He follows like 500,000 people on on Twitter and I'm, I'm offended sure. that he still doesn't follow me to this day, but it's whatever. <laughs> um but occasionally he he'll retweet people that have tweeted he just like people around the world like in the Philippines or thailand or wherever we'll just find like the sickest looking courts 
take yeah. a photo, send it to him, and he'll just go on like a retweet spree. Yeah. So if, if you want to go back through like his media tweets, you might be able to find that. Um, that's always something oh, that I found so sick. Like they'll or they'll be in Greece on like the side of a mountain, and like the Mediterranean yeah. Sea is like right next to them, like stuff Which, like by that. By the way, side of a mountain's an awful place. You brick one, it True. goes, it goes shooting yeah. off. That ball's gone. You better, yeah. It's like, what am I playing golf? I'm gonna lose a bunch right. of basketballs down this yeah. mountain. But sorry, go ahead. It's a great view. It's a great. View. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like I would just love to be at like one of the like even just to take a look. Like I've been a rucker. You know, my wife and I went to yeah. Um, you know, on our on our honeymoon, we went spent a few days in in New York City and. Um, just being at Rucker, it was like a. I remember growing up playing, like obviously, you know, NBA Street on PS2, mm-hmm. playing against Stretch at Rucker, and, and to be there was just like really surreal. It was really cool. So that sounds dope, though. I'm gonna, definitely going to check out your Instagram, and I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing this court. I've never heard of this court in Tampa, like near the water. I I'll, I'll have to, you know, after this, I can tell you exactly what it is because my phone's right. being used. But it yeah, was no right problem. on. The, there was there was two or three of them I found right on the water in really? Tampa. That's sick. And hopefully and, not too close to the water because you know. Yeah, then the ball should, goes. Exactly. At least it goes in the water. I can go get it. <laughs> it goes on a mountain. I don't know. I you don't, you don't want to swim in the Tampa Bay. You know, I just I'll throw that out Tampa there. Bay? I don't think Why you want to swim in there. Uh, you know, it's just it's just kind of murky. It's murky. I've never been to Tampa. This is gonna be my yeah. first time being. It's in Tampa, it's a so. it's a nice place, but like Florida is just it's the it's the Gulf of Mexico. So it's just like yeah. this kind of murky, brackish, you know, kind of water. You know, okay. it's there's there's not really a much of a, a waves or like tide. Like people, they call it, it's a just a massive toilet bowl because it's just kind of stagnant. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like the you know Atlantic Ocean or you're used to the Pacific Ocean. There's like really tiny waves. You know, yeah. so um well I, but, I first but, of all yeah. I'm used to both oceans. I'm from New York, so I've been to that oh, one. Okay. Too. I'm from all New right, York, perfect. so I'm used to that you ocean don't, now. Definitely don't want to swim in the Hudson. I've heard I've heard that. No, no. Yeah. Well, i I could say no, I've swam in the Hudson oh, okay. thousands well, of yeah. times. You know, no bull sharks have gotten me and no mafia members have sent me under. So no I'm, third arms or you know, nothing like no, that nothing growing like on this, you. That, you know, what you see in the Simpsons doesn't actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> who would hey sometimes it does sometimes you know, it, they, well, they can predict the future apparently well you know how they predict the future they have like ten thousand episodes yeah, you're gonna get true. if you have ten thousand episodes you better be getting a couple things right like, right if, yeah. if you're not getting anything right you need new writers you need right. more creative people but yeah i actually watched something on on the simpsons because they did the trump thing everyone's like they got yeah. trump right and they're like we literally just sat down like who would be the worst president <laughs> oh my gosh hey you know like, weren't okay. far off you know yeah no they weren't so they're they're smart people that's why they're writing for the Simpsons. Right. conan o'brien was a writer for the simpsons that doesn't oh say really something. i didn't know yeah, he was when they first started in the that. 90s wow. he was a writer for the simpsons so if that doesn't wow. say something about the simpsons writers right and i don't think what will but yeah be in tampa we'll have to do that and courts and comics i'm glad i got a nice plug i actually did a full episode on courts and comics so people are probably like all right we get yeah. it we'll go follow yeah, the page sure. You right. stop talking about it. Actually, <laughs> I never, I never even finished the coolest court I've been to. I didn't even finish the story that that all originated from. Right. So I, I'll say it really quick. We went to Court Lane. We played on one right on the water. It was really cool. So that's where that story was going. The coolest one. I don't know if I could say which one it's been yet because some of the coolest ones I played so far have been in Spokane, and okay. I would say the coolest court I played on so far is the kennel. But it's just because it's the I played on the kennel like a thousand times, so it's not like right. It's not like crazy to me to do it, but like, it's cool that you've played on the same place as Sabonis right. and Suggs and Homegroom and right. all these. It's like playing on any court that's had a lot of 
Yeah, Adam Morrison. It's like <laughs> yeah. playing on any court that's had a lot of people. Uh, Mad right. Props legend Rob Sacre. <laughs> right. Or Corey yeah. Kispert. <laughs> We've had them both on. That's the only reason I shot Right. Um, Rui Hachimura. Yeah, that's the list goes on of yeah, these, it's, it's of a these long players. List they've there. had a lot of players it's been amazing right. but uh that's what i would say is the coolest one just because of what it is but right to me i don't know if i've even put it up there because i it's like yeah it's it's the kennel like it's when you do something so much it just it's doesn't like playing come in your as driveway special. you know yeah yeah it's it doesn't come as special though like if right if you if you played baseball every day at yankee stadium it probably won't feel as special to go play at yankee stadium because right. it's like oh yeah this is where i play baseball right but if i stepped at yankee stadium i'd be like whoa this yeah. is sick like right. this is amazing actually when i i i took batting practice at fenway park that's what it was like oh that's it was pretty like, sick i worked i'm a yankees fan i worked for the red sox let's get that out there yeah let's get that out there you had to keep that pretty okay. dl i'm sure no it's it's pretty well known i actually oh, that's awesome over here way over there on the wall i have like all my passes and i have a bunch of autographs from players and stuff that That's it's just sick. like to commemorate that but did I you don't see the guy that um he had a, a mickey mantle sign ball and he had aaron judge sign underneath mickey mantle on the ball yeah mm. yeah oh, that's yeah that's unfortunate that's cool but that's tough like i don't know yeah. like that that's a cool thing to do hey, i mean that's... now i just really hope for his sake that we resign judge you know at the end of this year so if not that I'm guy's gonna be that. pretty upset yeah i'm worried I'm worried about, about, that, about that i'm so worried about yeah. that i don't know and another thing since we're talking yankees big point i was talking to somebody about this yesterday uh it just this this stretch they're in just shows how important right. stanton is to that lineup it right. really does. Hey, he maybe so it was important. Joey Gallo. Who knows? You know what I mean? I definitely no. was not. It definitely, <laughs> it was, definitely not. was not. It definitely was not. I was excited when they got Joey. I was a big Joey yeah. Gallo guy, but I was like, I know he's not going to hit for contact, but he'll hit like 30 home runs. And when he was in home right. runs, I'm like, this guy needs. And then he wasn't making plays in the outfield. Like, this guy <laughs> needs to said, go. Like, like 150. Yeah, doing 150, nothing. 12 yeah. home runs and like yeah. can't catch a fly ball. I'm like, Matt Carpenter's better out there. He's barely right. a third baseman. He's barely a first baseman. He's better right. at the outfield than you are. Matt but, Carpenter right now with his broken foot would foot. still be better yeah. than joey gallo was for he'd the be able to track a ball yeah. better and probably hit yeah. better it's yeah it's crazy when you actually look into the numbers of joey gallo why he was so bad in new york is the reason he was so good in texas because his swing path was literally like this big and he just got pitched there a lot because right. that's just that's how they pitched him i guess they didn't figure it out and over there maybe they figured it out towards the end when they traded him but right. he never deviated from this spot so like mm. if you pitched here he couldn't he could swing as hard as he wants and as on time as right. he wants he couldn't hit yeah. it he's pitching down there same thing it was just like and he's, uh, a, he's he's doing he's pretty well you know so far you know with the dodgers so I don't even know if he is. I haven't. I mean, the Dodgers are doing well. They've won like yeah, 10 he straight. Just, but. He just hit a, another home run, I think, like last night. Like, I think I, I think um, we were like 0-5 after trading Joey Gallo, and they were 5-0. and Yeah, they're like, on a 10-game win streak right go now. Go figure. Yeah, so. I, but, you listen, know, it's I, a pretty good team regardless of Joey Gallo. But Yeah, I I, I, got, I just got to say with the with the, with the Joey Gallo, I think he had like, he had Adrian Beltre around him and stuff. Maybe they just like, hey, we have to pitch to him. We can't really pitch around him, and they pitch into his zone. Right. You go to the Dodgers, it's the same thing. Now you're saying, oh, what about the Yankees? Well, he hit the bottom of the lineup. He's sitting around Trevino right. and IKF and these guys. Yeah. So it's like we can kind of pitch around because if we put Joey Gallo on, then you know IKF comes up and grounds to short or something like that, right. a ball 50 feet above his head. So yeah. it's not like it's not anything 
that I think that I think it's a lot of like they're like we could pitch around this guy more. Where in Texas he was more towards the top of the lineup, batting three, four, five, somewhere in there. And it's like we can't do right. this here because he'll he'll take it out. But and then he didn't get a lot of walks either. It's like that's supposed to be yeah, his thing. Wasn't it was just wasn't very good. He wasn't built for New York. And, and, it's, and it, it really exactly, I think he was just like mentally broke down. You like his comments towards the end, and then right after being traded, it's like what? hey, some guys are built to play in New York, and some guys aren't. That's just a fact. That athletic column was sad. It was. it was actually sad. He put that column out before he was traded. Yeah. <laughs> he was still a part of the Yankees. Yeah, I don't go out like, the my streets. former team. Yeah. It's like, it's so I don't bad. go out on the streets because people will boo me. It's like, yeah, it's like, hey, then, yeah. you know, hit the freaking ball, you know, hey, yeah, hit do the your ball job, or, you know, or just, just suck it up. You're an athlete. If I wore my Yankee shirt in Boston, which I did all the time, I got booed. Didn't right. bother me. I mean, I wasn't hitting a major league baseball either. I'm not trying to say right. that's easy, but like, you just gotta suck it up. You're a major league player. You're playing for the biggest team in in the plant on the planet. Like right. I don't know. It's I can go on about Joey. Guy. I can go on about the Yankees because I have a lot of opinions about them right now. But this is yeah. not a Yankees podcast, and it does not need to become one. Because <laughs> do you listen to the Bronx Pinstripe show? I do. Um, it's funny. Uh, that's another podcast, kind of the same story as yours. Um, years ago when they first started they reached out to me on twitter and they're like hey i because trust me if you want to see yankees tweets follow me on twitter right. they are i've calmed down a lot but that's where i get my yankees opinion good and bad i have good right. opinions and then i have my my like what are you guys doing opinions oh but of course. um they reached out to me and they're like we see your yankee fan we just started this podcast and that's at that one and and talking yanks actually did the same thing okay. years when they first started they they were that's how they did it they just reached out to people and were like right. hey the like john boy guys right yeah that's yeah before before the savages in the box when they were right. just doing podcasts they uh right they would just reach out to people and be like, Hey, like we started this Yankees podcast. If you can give us if you subscribe, it really help us out. And I'm like, yeah, right. sure. Why not? Like, I like the Yankees. You guys seem cool. And I would listen. I like your stuff. Here you go. Here's, here's right. my subscription. Take it, take it. At least it's free. So yeah, um, we, um, I reached out to, um, to Andrew uh, Rotundi with the, the Bronx pinstripe show when we kind of first started just to kind of pick his brain on how to like really grow the podcast and, um, we never really got that figured out, but now he works for the Blue Wire Network. And when we mm -hmm. joined the Blue Wire uh, Network last year, we we're kind of like under his um, department, I guess you would say. So it was just kind of like a a full circle moment. Like I was like listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, and um, like they were kind of like part of my inspiration for starting our podcast. Just kind of the style, you know, that they did. And it's like, oh, now I'm like kind of indirectly working with this guy and. Um, you bring up uh talking Yanks. So I'm a Giants fan, so I listen to Talking Giants mm -hmm. and I've become like kind of like somewhat friendly with you know one of their hosts. So the podcast game is a is a small world for sure. Yeah, it is. And it's so cool to hear everybody's story because everybody's story is so different when it's coming up and stuff like that. Right. That's why I like this this type of format where you can just have a conversation and talk about things. I also like this format because I like to deviate away from what people are known for. Right. Like, no, I appreciate like, that. Yeah, it's it's that's usually what I get at the end. It's right. like, yeah, I'm so glad uh, when I did Julius Thomas, the third from he, he's in Hamilton and I did two seconds of Hamilton stuff at the end. He's like, I'm thank you for doing that, because I do 10 interviews a day talking about this. Right. And, and what, uh, what was it like to play Alexander Hamilton? And it's like, right. yeah, like <laughs> I care, but I also really care what comics you're you're, you're reading right now right. and your experience at Merlin's 
finding out that we probably crossed paths because he went to free comic book day as did i at the same place so there's a good chance oh, wow. we were there at the same time right um things like that so that's that's, that's what i'd rather that's what i'd rather right. do. rather i'd rather learn the real you yeah i want to know yeah, who definitely. you really are let's get into really in-depth personal questions oh well if you want to talk about my childhood trauma no i'm i'm kidding i could go oh, on no, about my childhood question. trauma but we don't have to do that oh perfect yeah 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 no, that's the next question i was like <laughs> what is the perfect transition from yankees childhood yeah. trauma that's yeah, great definitely. that's a great yeah. transition but no actually the next the next thing we're gonna do is kind of start to wrap up because i've had you here for a while and we appreciate your time uh, yeah, but no i don't want to take all your time you got kids you got a podcast yeah and all this asleep, stuff it's going all right. on yeah, I know. It's so weird with the time difference. Like, yeah, I mean, you, it's I don't know. It's it, it still throws me off. I'll call a friend uh, lives in New York and it'll be like two thirty in the morning for him. I'm like, no, dude, it's like eleven thirty. Like, yeah, no, it's not. A big deal. <laughs> it's two thirty yeah. in the morning. I got work tomorrow. <laughs> Hangs up. I don't hear from him for a week. Yeah. Um, but that's just how it goes. So the time difference is so crazy. Like you're probably getting ready to pack things up. I'm getting ready to go play basketball because it's still sunlight right. out. Well, so um, one of the guys on our team, he lives in Australia, so <laughs> he's 14 hours ahead of us. So trying to get used to that, that time change and in my, uh, my day job, you know, I work with clients in all different you know, time zones. So I always get screwed up by that. I'm just like, why can't everybody just be on Eastern time? I don't care that you're, you know, in Germany and it's the middle of the night. It's 11 o'clock here. You know, it's 11 in the morning. Like, you know, so I can definitely appreciate that. Being an East Coast guy, loving sports, and all my teams are on the East Coast. West Coast living is amazing because the oh, Yankees sure. play at 3 p.m. Right. We're done by 6. You can yeah. go on with your day. You still have day to do stuff with. If it goes extra innings, so you're up till 7. Who cares? Like, you're right. going to be up yeah. till 7 anyway. Orlando's on. I can follow it. It starts at, you know, 4.30 or something yeah. like that. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Although it sucks when they come out here and I get thrown back in the reality. Like, damn, I got to stay up till 9.30. Yeah, you poor what thing. Yeah. Doing? What am I doing? Yeah. But it's been, that, that's been one of the best parts about going west. Is yeah, like, I've heard that. Is you wake the, up to, to football on Sundays and yep, you know, 10, all the games are over by seven o'clock and you know yep. you can still go out to dinner, do whatever you want. Yeah, do whatever, do whatever, do you Must can do whatever nice. you need to. It's right. so nice, it really is. And like I said, being fans of East Coast teams, it's just like right. It, it like East Coast football's done at like one. Yeah, like it's done. Like if you right. watch an East Coast team, you don't have to watch. Although football is like, I don't know about you, fantasy football. Like I oh, follow yeah, it's all day thing. on my fantasy team. So like I watch all day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fantasy football, man. It's crazy how big that's become. But I do love it. I have a dynasty league. I just stacked okay. my team. Uh, so you get you get players for basically about four years. There's a lot of different oh, okay. ones. I'm, I'm not going to explain it all. But you get it's an auction draft. You get it for that auction. And then if you add years, it goes up a certain percentage. Okay. So I, my team is so incredibly stacked. I'm like, I'm not, I've never won this league. I'm always in the playoffs. My team's always good, but something always happens. My running back goes down. My quarterback right. stinks. You know, I have to have Matt Ryan for half the season, like something like that happens. So like this year, I'm like, not, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right. I'm going to have backups on top of my backups. So I just stacked my team completely. I have Patrick Mahomes starting with Dak Prescott backing up. I have um, Alvin Kamara uh deandre swift and aj dylan who's kind of like i think he's yeah. gonna be good this year but it, that's yeah. tough but it is what it is my receivers are Thielen, Diggs, and aj brown 
studs. I got, I had TJ Hawkinson already, the Detroit tight end. And right. then I traded for Travis Kelsey too. Oh, yeah. So you're I have doing two all right. Tight ends. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I am not losing this year. I'm yeah. not losing. You should, be, you should, you should have a, a pretty good chance. Yeah. Everyone's going to get hurt. Everyone's going to hurt week one. Yeah. Mahomes loses his arm, like just falls off. Well, hopefully play. that doesn't happen. But um, I, I always say that like fantasy football, like if you're, if you're even a somewhat, you know, not casual, but somewhat regular, you know, observer of NFL football. As long as you know the names, almost yep. anyone can draft a decent team. It just comes down to who's getting hot at what time of the year and then your team staying healthy. I'm yeah. in two fantasy leagues. And so like over the last four you know seasons, that's technically like eight seasons. The first year I won one of my leagues. And then since then, over the course of like the last three years, I've lost five Super Bowls in a row. Like every Super Jeez. Bowl that I've been in, I won the first one and I make yeah. the Super Bowl in at least one of my leagues every year. And I've lost the last five like fantasy championships that I've been in in a row. That's tough. That's so, so yeah. tough. See, I, I just have bad luck. I get to the playoffs. I'll be the number one seed. And then like Mahomes right. will decide to throw five interceptions instead of yeah. throwing any touchdowns. So that's yeah. That's my struggles. That's happened literally every year. And, or I have like last year. So I had Henry on the last year of his contract. I'm like, this mm. is it. He's a stud. Then he gets hurt. So yeah. I'm like, I can't re-sign him. I can tag him, which is like a one year. Obviously, it's just like a regular tag. And I'm like, but like, I need a running back now. Straight up traded him for Alvin Kamara. I think that's pretty good. An injured Derrick Henry for a healthy Alvin right. Kamara to help me at the end of the season. That week in practice, Kamara got hurt. Yeah, that week in practice, I traded for him. The next day, I think, or two days yeah, later, that's he got bad luck. I'm like that's I just don't have any luck in this league. So now, if I something happens where everyone goes down, I know that never draft anyone from my favorite teams because yes. I have bad luck, and that's and then I just have bad luck, and maybe right. I stop playing. But I never will. I love throwing away money. Apparently, <laughs> I do the same thing in baseball. I was I was that way in baseball. I went to the championship four years or three years in a row, and I won one or two of them. I don't remember if it was three or four. Right. But then then I had to trade all my pieces because I just they were too expensive. So I trade them all away, and I've been inter I've been like that team that won a lot and then has been rebuilding since. Right. And that's been me because every year I'm like, oh, this team's good. This is going to be good. And then all my pitchers get hurt. And like, it's yeah. the most important. It's like you're, it's like you're running back getting hurt in fantasy football. Like, right. you're just kind of done. So that's just been me. Every fantasy. Why do I keep doing it? Why do I do it to myself? I had to cut down because I was in like four leagues and it, it was mm -hmm. just the most miserable. Like, oh, okay. So I've got this guy, but then I've got to root against this team, but I've got their defense. And it's just too much. I do two leagues now. They're both PPR leagues, and like that is the end of it. I stopped drafting Giants. I keep talking <laughs> myself into Daniel Jones every year, so I'll take him in like no, the eleventh definitely. round. Definitely, and I'm don't. like, all right, I've got Daniel Jones. Going to be he's going to be a, the steal of the draft, and then that obviously has not worked out so far. So, but yeah, running back people don't understand how valuable the running back position is. Crazy. My philosophy in every draft is the first two rounds running back, no matter what. Yeah, I'll figure out everything after, but yeah. Luckily for me, the people that I, I play in these leagues have not figured out how valuable the running back position is in fantasy football. Even if it's not that valuable in actual football, it's everything in fantasy football. So it is. It much is much easier and to find a wide receiver or a quarterback at the end of the season than it is a running back. 
I was going to say that that's what I was about to say. It's like they bring in the most points, but the reason they're so valuable is because if you don't have depth at that position, you're yep. done because they get yep. hurt all the time, like yep. literally hurt all the time and have like a two to three year lifespan. That's it. Yep. So yep. it's so tough. I yeah, I, I I feel like a lot of leagues in fantasy is like going out when you're in your early 20s, like you did it a lot. But as you got older, you had to cut back. It's the same thing. Like you're in all yeah. these leagues. But as you get older, you got to cut back. Like I no, gotta cut it back got too stressful. Too it would literally ruin my Sundays. So I was like, OK, two yeah. is my max. And and I stick to that now. Yeah, I, I have one one in everything. I have one team That's smart. That's it. Well, it's it also sucks when that one team has all this bad luck and you're like, well, right. My season's like in baseball. My season was over like two weeks ago, and it's like I started like six and two, and then everyone got mm. hurt, and it's like, well, my season's over. I guess I'll just watch the Yankees. I'm like, oh, they're su- they're sucking too. So yeah. what do I watch now? Like, <laughs> right, yeah, nothing else uh, to watch. Australian but. football, I guess. Australian football. I'm on it. I'm on yeah. it. Go go team Sydney. I don't remember the last. The, the uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because like it's like a 22 week season, so like. I think it starts in like March or April. So it's like when there's no football, there's no basketball. Like, you know, if the Yankees are good, depending on, you know, pitcher health and everything like that, each season, it seems like at least, you know, now I have Australian football. I can watch that at 2 a.m. on a Saturday, you know, (laughs) and go. Hey, go watch tennis. Go to the U.S. Open. It's so much fun. Yeah, I'll just go to the U.S. Open. I'll become an escort. Just escort, escort this girl who starts in yeah. the qualifiers, goes all the way through and wins it. Yeah. I mean, and why does everybody do that? Yeah. I, I ask the same thing all the yeah. time. Why don't you guys just do that? Like, yeah, it's exactly. So it's so simple. I, you know, it's crazy when I watch tennis in person, that's actually how I became a fan. Cause like, I always knew tennis was tough cause I've tried playing it and I always hit it over the fence. Right. Not anymore. Now that I actually play it, but like, I didn't realize how tough that sport is like until i actually watched it up watching someone like like Djokovic up close and seeing how he moves and stuff i was like wow this is right this is crazy but it's a cool experience i i two things i recommend in this podcast go to the u.s open just as a fan qualifying weeks are, are round one that's when you want to go because if you want to see someone specific go then because they always lose in the first round and then you're like oh i shouldn't have got these fourth round tickets they're not even here anymore u.s right. open hoop fest hoop fest is really cool definitely playing that it's 3v3 you get four people like $200 or something like that it's so much fun those are my two recommendations boom and your uh courts and comics and yeah and go follow so three recommendations go follow yeah. courts like four recommendations follow the sixth man show as well i got yes, four recommendations please do that yeah four recommendations so why don't you tell everybody where they can find you uh how they can follow you where they can uh subscribe yeah so um you know apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts um the sixth man show and again that's spelled out s-i-x-t-h um twitter instagram facebook tiktok you can find us at sixth man show again spelled out and then youtube youtube.com slash the sixth man show um yeah a pot uh, every uh monday and thursday we release new podcast episodes looking forward to the upcoming season um media day is in about like six weeks so looking forward to that and yeah hopefully they won't be so terrible this year you know some wins would be really appreciated um excited to see our guy jalen suggs you know the the rookie paulo bancaro hopefully we get some some health this year that would be wonderful but yeah man this has been a lot of fun appreciate you having me yeah no problem thanks for coming on definitely go follow and subscribe to that as a, a personal recon- uh, recommendation for me, because I enjoy it a lot and I am so picky with my podcast. So if, well, I, that can, means if a lot. I can run to it, if I can run to this podcast, trust me, it's a good one to listen to because cool. 
I've had podcasts where I've turned them off in the middle of my run because I just can't stand them. Right. I can't stand the person talking. I'm like, nope, bye bye. I'll run. I'll be one of those psychopaths for now. I'm taking these out. <laughs> right. So definitely go follow that. It, and thank you for coming on. Thank you for your time. Thank you again for watching Mad Props. I've been Chris Schnabel, and that's been Jonathan from the Sixth Man Podcast. Make sure you go follow them and follow us at Instagram, uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Mad Props Pod. Sorry about that. And Schnabel Studios as well on Instagram and Twitter. You can find everything you're going to want to find about this stuff there. Also, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Schnabel Studios, whatever you can do helps us but we need exclusive content we're gonna have giveaways different things like that so that helps us a lot and again this podcast is brought to you by muslim backpacks head to muslimbackpacks.com muslim.com that's m-u-z-z-u-m by the way dot com and use the code mad props for 10 percent off it helps you it helps us thank you again for watching we'll see you next time